Welcome to the Copy Room Chat, the podcast for educators just like you. Do you want to gain quick tips and tools to use in your classroom? This podcast is brought to you by the Practical Teachers and hosted by me, Renee Hirano and Amy Youngren. We are both educators and moms with 20 years of experience in education. Do you want to thrive, not just survive in your classroom? Then join us for a quick chat in the copy room. Hey teachers, welcome back to the copy room. I'm your host, Renee Hirano, along with Amy Youngren. Welcome to the start of another school year and another season of copy room chat. As we talked about in our trailer, there's going to be many topics to kick off this year, but really the thing we've been coming back and for, back to is flexibility. Keeps coming to the surface. Even Amy and I, as we were discussing this, and I, I think we just kept coming back to what is kind of the root problem. And it's like times when I'm not flexible or when I need others to be flexible. Yeah. Exactly. I think this career of teachers in general have been tasked with this as like the most flexible people on the planet. We've faced a shutdown. We've been moved to online learning. We've pivoted back and forth to in-person and then maybe landed on some sort of hybrid situation that's been riddled with all sorts of regulations and new things that we never knew were going to be part of our job. But in reality, flexibility is something we've always had to do, right? Yeah. And even... Even you saying it, I guess I can, you know, look back or be, you know, introspective about maybe we had a little f- flexibility fatigue. Totally. Right? Because Good point. Are there are there all these professions that require this much flexibility? I don't I don't know, maybe. Right. Maybe not. Probably. Well, we've been told now we're going quote unquote back to normal, but not really. <laughs> That's what we're gonna talk about today, right? There's no normal. Right. And I think, you know, being flexible is is a foundational aspect to teaching and i think it's also foundational honestly for your own peace of mind it's it's foundational what's going to be help you be productive be happy in your classroom what's going to what's a skill teaching your students that's going to be helpful to them you know i think we want to talk about some of those requirements getting back to the basics basics being flexible in this new normal environment whatever that is right and creating the classroom that we want in the building, you know, we can go back to what, where we were, or we can adjust in the ways that we needed to and bring that new classroom into the building. Right. So Renee, what are some examples you've seen already? I mean, I don't know, we're a few weeks into the school year. What are some examples you've already experienced this year of needing to be flexible and maybe your flexibility muscle is stronger now that we've been through what we've been through, but maybe it's not. What are some examples of how you've had to flex that already? All right, teachers, I'm going to say this one word, these two words together, class lists <laughs> at the beginning of the year. And all of our collective anxieties could go up just a little. Right. Right. And so I think even this year, I think it was um, highlighted this whole idea of class lists and, you know, needing class lists. And I get it. Teachers need class lists. We want to name everything. We want kids to have a place in our classroom. It, this desire for a class list, 
see who the kids are. Who do I already know? Whose sibling have I already had? Like it comes from such a good place, right? But when we think about flexibility and we think about a school, we're literally, everything is dependent on something else, someone else, and someone else is dependent on someone else. Uh So when you think about classless, right, all we think about is maybe your registrar or secretary or whoever in the office, right? But the truth is in big districts, even in schools, first, the first people that give us registration are parents. And that has to come from a central office. And then that information gets disseminated down to another person, right? And everybody doing their job makes is dependent on another just mm-hmm. for this one person to give us class lists, which is really our stakeholder, our bread and butter, right? And so I think when I think about class lists, I just, this year, I just realized that everybody is doing the best they can with what they have everybody's giving me as much information as soon as they can. Mm-hmm. We don't, they don't want to change it on me a hundred times. At the same time, I can rewrite the name again. That's really what I came down to. I was like, I can make this name tag and throw it away. I can make a new name tag, right? I, I can't do that a hundred times, but I can be flexible. We had our back first in-person back to school night. You ready? And through everybody's trying their best, some student accidentally got withdrawn. So they said they were on in my classroom. When I got my class list, they were not on the list. They came to back to school night. You know what I said? Welcome. Right. So happy to have you. Right. right? You right. can like just choose. In that moment, this first grader and this family need to feel welcomed back into the school. Right. And right. that's what I would want. And that's what I want that I want that first impression to be that even if they don't end up in my room, even no matter what, right? Right. Or you have to scramble and make it happen the next day or whatever. The The point was, and I think that's, that's, that's what you're saying is even wanting the class list, it all comes from your great desire to wanting to build that community. Know, know who's a part of your community and wanting to start that year off right with all the expectations that you've built up over the summer. And for you, it comes, I mean, for teachers, it comes to this little finite thing as I just want to have my class list but it comes from a bigger intention, which is from a place of really um, good. So can we, can we put, can we know that everybody's coming from the best place, even if it, that it gets a little mishmashed in the details? Yeah. And I think what you said in the beginning is ultimately really true. We have had to be so flexible. We've been forced into this position of flexibility mm-hmm. where I find myself more at ease with it. Now, I'll be honest, length of time, like, I don't know how long I can be flexible, right? Right. Meaning like if it goes on and on, but I do find myself like, think back like, oh, we stopped going to school and we went online. I taught kids remotely, right? I mean, if you'd have told me that three years ago, I'd have been like, I don't know how to do any of that, right? But we were like in this position. And so I think what you said is right. It exercised the muscle that maybe in the beginning of my career, I was, I had much more of, mm-hmm. That's I didn't, point. I didn't have all this schema, all this background, all this sort of, you know, right. years past in my mind. So, and that's a good point. There might be some fatigue. I don't want to have to do that this year because we're quote unquote back to normal. So I just want things to be normal, but can we have some foresight 
for some of the problem areas that we know as good educators, we know we're going to experience those problem areas, the cafeteria, the transitions between classrooms or in the hallway. You just, we all know those are going to be problem areas. So how have you thought ahead to be flexible with some of those things that you know are going to happen? So let's not get upset when it happens because we know it's going to happen. Yeah. And I think that also if we put on our problem solver hat, sort of in conjunction with flexibility, like what you just said, if you know, if you're like, I know it's going to be an issue, then think about then what are your solutions ahead of time, right? Because you, we're the people who know the hallway traffic the best. Right. We're the people that know the cafeteria. Don't put the, don't put the, um, the garbage cans right there. Don't right. house our lunch carts right there. You know what I mean? Right. So I think it's also kind of called us to action in a way, what you just said, just like, mm. instead of waiting for it to happen and say, yeah, I saw, I knew that was going to happen <laughs> more. You know what I mean? Like, right. More like, wow, let's see if we can fix this. That's right. Really and I think, point. yeah, you know, what? if we had something happen today where we line up in, we just line up in alphabetical order when we dismiss from the lunchroom, but actually we need to do it a different way. And a teacher was like, can we just switch it around? How hard is it? I was like, it's not hard. We just have to tell someone this actually will work best for congestion and they'll do it. Right. They just, we just need to go in a different order because we go to the bathroom, we go have a bathroom break. And so there just needs to be timing. And so she was her being so constructive instead of just being frustrated that her bathroom break was taking too long. Very good. Right. So it does sound like there's two options. I mean, we can go into the school year and set out to be flexible at the beginning of the year, I'm going to be a problem solver. I'm going to point out mm, solutions where I see them, or I can push through and just do it my way because that's how I set out to do it. But which is going to best serve our stakeholders, right? Adapting and changing or just pushing through the way that we quote unquote always have done it. Well, and even with that, Amy, right, we've all done this lesson prep preparation plans you know we've set expectations we have a perfect I mean I think actually when I get observed this happens to me every time I just push through the plan sometimes I'm not flexible in That's that a good moment point. yeah of like because I want them to see all the you know all the things that I can do in 40 minutes right mm-hmm. but I think I need I just need to be flexible like I am sometimes like I am oftentimes in my lesson with my students when I'm like Oh, we're not getting this. Like we gotta, we gotta get this train back together, and we gotta, you know, do something different. Or like, oh, this was really too simple today. I need to make sure I beef it up for tomorrow. Right, right. And so I think, you know, I know, and we know in a school, everybody, everybody's thought everything through with the best plans. In the summertime, your admin, yours, building people, they are working hard to make it the best school year ever. I know they are. You can't. I, I, I would be hard pressed to ever find anyone who's not right. Right. Everyone thinks they thought it all. They, but they're looking from their lens, just like you're looking from your teacher lens, right? You can't see, you don't always see the bigger picture and all the things like we said that are connected to other people. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think what you said is if we go in with this mindset of flexibility, if we go in with that's our lens, our hat, what we're seeing things through in the end, we're going to feel better, right? right? We're going to perform better. 
our kids are going to do better right. because we're like modeling it and we're kind of not getting stressed out about things beyond our control. We've talked sure. about that too, right? Sure. And you're already, I mean, you, you said a, an important thing over the last couple of weeks, your expectations are still the same. You're not changing. You're not lowering standards or cha- by, by deciding to go into the year with a, a mindset of flexibility, you're not lowering your standards. You're not changing expectations. You, are still having the same standard for for everyone around you. You just have an understanding that things may not go as expected, or maybe they will go as expected. And what's expected is that things won't go perfectly. So you're going with that from the from the beginning, and you understand that we all have um, a way that we'd like it to go that we've set out. But then we're all dependent on each other, and those things are going to have to flex and change. Well, and I think that's also hopefully the people involved are all open to feedback, including yourself, but others. I I was telling you about the example of we have this great program where middle schoolers um, as an elective can choose to come and help in classrooms. And so sixth, seventh and eighth graders can choose an elective and they have a time of day. And so they asked us if we wanted some, I wanted some, and then I didn't hear anything about it. Now I can tell you that we were missing some middle school teachers. We are missing accounts. I mean, there's all these things that people are dealing with. But one day, knock, knock, my um, my middle school assistants came. No <laughs> idea. Like, hello? They were like, Hi. this is so-and-so, and they are your middle school, um, right? And so I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so happy you're here. It's so great. Come on in. I can't wait for you to meet. Can you just wait right here? I'm going to get the kids involved in something and then let's chat. Right. And so when I, even when I talked to the students, I said, you know what? I didn't know you were coming today, but I'm so happy you're here. And let's, and I chatted with them for a minute just so we could like get kind of expectations and like what things they wanted to do in the classroom and kind of what my expectations were. And then they could meet the kids and all of these things. And then I just took it, took the time to, I stopped our middle school principal in the hallway and I just said, Hey, you know what? I'm so happy that they're here. It'd be great next time. If you could like just shoot us an email of when you're thinking of starting it or anything like that. Cause I just want to make sure kids feel welcome. And he was like, I'm really sorry. I apologize. I just wanted to get the kids up and running in their electives. Right. He, right. he, his, his focus, he was thinking, he was thinking, gosh, I bet they want them in there as soon as possible. I need to get these kids in electives as soon as possible. Right. Like right. everybody comes from a good, but he also took the feedback as well um, because it goes into the other thing we've talked about is like, we want to be flexible, but this is an old reference, but we don't have to be Gumby. Like we're not, you know, putting ourselves in bent back bends and things that are not comfortable. Right. can't sustain. Right. You know what I mean? You still have to have those, those boundaries for yourself and for others. And just as you're setting out to realize that the choices you make impact the entire system, you hope others realize that the choices they make impact the entire system. And thank goodness that, you know, the teacher that they landed in that day was ready to be flexible and, and accept it for what it was. It would be just as easy to be like, wait a second, nobody told me you were going to be here. I'm not ready for this. I don't know how, um, so can we just put on that, give each other, you know, this gets overstated, but give each other a bit of grace and know that our intentions were the best. Um, the system is dependent on a lot of different pieces. And so um, it's not personal. 
but being flexible is going to help help the whole thing. And I think the the biggest lesson that we've talked about over the last couple of weeks is that role model that we would want to be for our students. Um, you know, I this way before COVID, I mean, there's a lot of things that, that happen in a school year in a classroom that requires the teacher to either adapt and change or force their way through. And all these kids are watching. All these kids are watching how you're going to handle the unexpected fire drill or the new student that shows up in the morning or the parent that knocks on the door when it wasn't the prescribed time, whatever it is, those kids are watching how you're going to handle that. And that's such a huge lesson, right? What are they going to get from that? What are you going to teach in that moment? Yeah, right there. And it's this sort of like, it's not in a lesson plan, right? It's not something like, don't point. teach kids how to be flexible today. That's like not you know, like, right. today we're going to learn how to add or today we're going to learn about the indigenous people, right? It's right. It's really a state of being and what we what we need as humans. I mean, what have we learned over the last couple of years is like, we have to be able to adapt. And in order to adapt, you have to be flexible. You have to use those problem solving skills, right? And I think mo like modeling it for kids that, okay, this isn't what I thought was gonna happen, but here's what we're gonna do allows them the freedom to say, okay, I didn't think this was going to happen, but here's what we're going to do. It, I think, even opens the door to make mistakes or do things incorrectly. Like, oh, that yeah. didn't really work out like the way I thought it was. Or, you know, that kind of thing. And I, I think that really, you know, in the beginning of this conversation, we really talked about, like, how it was going to make me feel, right? But mm -hmm. I think what you're saying and where that comes from is I'm going to feel the most comfortable when I know kids can be flexible. Right. I know kids need structure, right? I know kids need routine, but we also have to be able to plan for the unplanned, the unexpected. And I think just modeling your reaction, mm -hmm. modeling the words that you use, modeling the tone and the, even just your breath, even right. just your, um, you know, all of that, right, is yeah. just important to model for kids because we would we would want, and I would venture to say we expect kids to be flexible with us. Totally. We do. We expect that, but it's not in our lesson plan. So I think, you know, we're being called upon to teach flexibility in a really constructive way. And really, I don't know if there's another way to do it other than role modeling. So yeah, our tip. Our practical tip is to model and practice flexibility in the classroom and know that we won't do it perfectly. Right. Know that we'll have to like be reflective, but I know teachers are that way. I know they're reflective. I know I always think about there's a better way I could have done something. Yep. But I also know if I go in with the mindset that I want to show kids how to be flexible, I want to show kids how to adapt. They're going to pick up on it and it's going to be beneficial to me. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, everybody. And we'll chat again soon. Thanks again for joining us here at Copy Room Chat. If you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and click the button so you don't miss any of the chat. And remember, head over to www.thepracticalteachers.com 
for more resources and to sign up for our monthly newsletter.